0: tonight psalm 19 uh, we're going to pick up at verse 7 of psalm 19 verse 7 of psalm 19 it'll be familiar to some of you if you've heard some songs if you know scripture songs this is a part of a passage that <clears throat> is used often for a scripture song and we'll probably use it sometime along the way uh, but uh, Psalm 19 verse 7 says the law of the Lord is perfect converting the soul the testimony of the Lord is sure making wise the simple the statutes of the Lord are right rejoice in the heart the commandment of the Lord is pure enlightening the eyes the fear of the Lord is clean enduring forever the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you be with us tonight. Holy Spirit of God, please guide my mind. I yield myself to thee for your strength, for your guidance, for your direction. Lord, I I thank you that you you just are so willing to strengthen and empower and guide and direct and even uh, lord to teach us and 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 father i pray please here tonight that you would you would guide my mind spirit of god i yield myself to Thee and i ask you to wrap your arms around us as the mighty heads of protection and father i come to you in the name of your son jesus and and, Lord, bind those spirits that would try to steal away truth here tonight. Lord, it is, the Word of God is so important. And I know Satan would, would, would hate for somebody to commit their life to the Word of God even more, to, to grow in that area, to, to see the, the, the importance of the Word of God. So, Lord, I know there'll try to be something that'll steal it away. But, Father, I know you're greater, greater and stronger and mightier and lord i pray in the name of jesus you turn back every evil please in jesus name amen i I spoke to you this morning on psalm 119 we dealt with psalm 119 165 great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them and we went through that and I, i believe Hopefully, I was trying my best to allow us to see, and some of you weren't in here this morning, a little bit of the reason why I'm going to kind of do do this uh, tonight, but I know there's some of you as we went through this, uh, uh, you weren't here, and, and but what we saw was a wonderful protective promise from the Word of God, an amazing promise from the Word of God. Uh, if we will love the Word of God, the statutes, the commandments, the precepts, God makes us a promise. If we will just love His Word, He promises this great peace that will overwhelm, that will defeat all the stumbling blocks, the temptations that will try to destroy us. And it's, it's an amazing thing in this verse. And I, talk, you know, in the, this morning I talked about the fact that when you desire the truth, when you love it, you will desire to yield to it. So when the temptation of the world is weighed against the peace of God that comes from the love of the Word, uh, the Word of God will overcome. The peace of God will overcome. And, and so I'm going to talk tonight a little bit, continuing that thought. But but this this thought: Why does this love? For God's word brings such peace, this great peace it talks about, this great peace that conquers the temptations of the world. Well, I believe we find peace uh, knowing uh, that we can. When we know that we can and will be victorious, that's a, that gives you peace. You know, if, if when I was boxing, if every time I stepped into the ring, I knew I was going to win, I'd have had greater peace. I mean, I just, I just would have. I, I just, I'd been, you know, it'd just been better for me uh, to know. Every ball game that you ever play, you know, if you walked onto the field knowing you're going to win, uh, then that would give you greater peace. And that's why I always had great peace, because when I walked onto the field, everybody knew we were going to win. And so, uh, but, you know, you just, you, that, that brings you peace when you have this confidence that it's all going to come out the way you want it to. And folks, there's a lot of things in life and, and some of you living through them right now that you're looking at and thinking, wow, I sure wish I knew what, what even a few weeks holds for me or a few months holds for me. And, and can I tell you, if you have the love of the Word of God, God says, and it doesn't matter what humanly speaking is in front of you, God says you can conquer it. You can conquer it. So we find peace at knowing we can and will be victorious. Number one, when, when temptation comes, if we have developed a love for God, then we will have a resource of weapons to use against the temptations. And this is kind of where I'm, I'm headed tonight. It, it, when temptation comes, if we've developed a, a love for, the, for God, for the Word of God, uh, if we've done that, then we will have a resource of weapons to use against the temptations. And here's what I mean, and hopefully this will help. What we have, you will instinctively fight with the weapon that you're the most familiar with. I mean, if, if they, uh, I say all the time I go to, uh, you know, when I go to uh, men's meetings, I almost, you know, there's so many of them, they're going to go to a firing range. They're going to go shoot guns because all these guys want to spend their money shooting guns. And they say, do you like shoot guns? hooker?" I say, I love shoot guns if somebody else is paying for the ammunition. <laughs> uh, you know, because, man, it is costly. You know, it just costs a lot of money to go. But, you know, I go to these men's meetings and that's, that's what we're going to do and they'll have all these Glocks and automatics, and they'll have everything. And I say, what do you want to fire? And I say, do you have a revolver? You know why I want a revolver? I, I mean, they say, man, do you, why?" hey, man, I got this brand new automatic. And I don't even know all the terminology and all things. I mean, I do, I do know what a Glock is because I happen to have one. And I didn't even, somebody asked me what kind of gun you got, and I went and looked at it, and it was a Glock. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but. Why? Because that's what was put in my hand. A revolver is what was put in my hand when I first went into the police department. That's what I went to the academy with. That's what I stood out there for, you know, about two weeks just firing and doing nothing for 40 hours a week. But firing, I got really comfortable with a a revolver, with a four-inch pistol revolver. I got real comfortable with that. I'd rather shoot that than a rifle. I really, I feel good. I, I I, convince myself I can shoot just about anything with a pistol. I just, but, but now I know you get that automatic, and it does all the same stuff, but it don't feel the same. So what I'm saying is, is that if you get real comfortable with the weapon, that's what you're going to go grab hold to when something comes. And so you will instinctively fight with a weapon that you're most familiar with. And and let me just say, if your weapon is your intellect, that's what you're comfortable with, that's what you'll fight with. But let me help you, your intellect won't win all the battles. And so... um, if you develop a love relationship with the Word of God, you will find you have peace knowing you have the superior weapon. God says when you get comfortable with this weapon, that's where part of your peace comes from. Because you know you know this weapon's going to fire. You know this weapon's not only going to fire, but it's going to hit the mark. It's not only going to hit the mark, it's not only going to hit the target, it's going to hit the bullseye every time if you'll use it. So I'm gonna just get, throw some of these out. When the internet tries to draw your attention, when the cable TV tries to direct you to that which will take you into bondage, and it will. Whether whether it's through an advertisement, whether it's whether it's through uh, some uh, I guess those pop up things. I, I don't care. Somehow, oh Satan, the prince and power of the air, he's going to try to take you into bondage. And he, look, when that happens, if your weapon is the word of God, your mind might flee to Psalm one hundred one, verses one through three. I will sing of the mercy and judgment unto thee, O Lord. Will I sing? Listen, to this. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. I don't know how many times that I, that, that, that little portion of verses come to me that I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. If you're tempted by the scorner, you might have the weapon of Psalms 101, verses 4 and 5. And, and I'm intentionally, a lot of this is just a few different real passages because I want to show you that you you say, well, man, I, I don't, I'll never learn the whole Bible. A uh, whole lot of your answers, God says, you memorize one chapter and you got a boatload of weaponry. He says, if you're tempted by the scorner, you have the weapon of Psalm 101, uh, verse 4 and 5. A forward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person who so privily slandereth his neighbor. Him will I cut off. You know what he's saying? I'm not going to listen to your garbage. And you know what? God says when they try to talk to you and try to tear somebody else down, you know when it comes down? Your mind and your heart, if this has been put in there, will come back. To you, the Holy Spirit to bring it back to your heart and your mind. If you're tempted by pride and the prideful look, uh, and the pride to you know prideful look to look down on others, you might go to Psalm 101, uh, verse five, the latter part of it. Him that hath a high look and a proud heart, will not I suffer? This is all in just Psalm 101. If you are tempted to violate your principles in business or business dealings with each other. Psalm 101, verse 7. He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. And, and listen to this. Watch this. If I'm the person of deceit, then I can't even dwell in my house. Okay? Uh, he that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. God said, I'm not dealing with that. Folks, if you... If, my wife, my wife will tell you this. Uh, hopefully, everybody in here I talk to, okay? Because my wife will tell you, if he talks to you, if he harasses you, if he makes fun of you, if he picks at you, he likes you. You're only in trouble if he just don't talk to you. Okay? Now, the quickest way to get me not to talk to you is to lie to me. Because it says here, he that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. Hello, everybody. All right. You know, it's so very important, folks, that we, uh, and listen, when I preach this stuff, it's not because I know anything. It's just because, no, wait a minute. How did I say that? Uh, It's not I know anything about anybody. All right. Uh, but I just know these are things that we society deals with, and 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 we we are part of society, and so it's going to uh, test us. But we we have to be really, really, really careful uh, as Christians in all business dealings. You know, the worst thing that I, I ever hear is when somebody tells me they got beat out of something by a Christian. That that is that's. Ah, that's really hard to overcome. When somebody gets cheated, somebody gets beat, somebody you know just just manipulates the situation. Listen, I, I don't know if the folks across the street from us are are, are Christians or not. We've you know, tried to talk to them. I believe that they are. You know, gave a little bit of a testimony of some. But but um, the man across the street from me saw my little Ford truck sitting sitting out there, and, uh, the, uh, it, and he came over, and he said, I want to buy your truck. He said, I want to buy it for my cousin or whatever, and uh, he said, What's it, what are you asking for it? I said, well, I hadn't put it up for sale, but, but I've been thinking, you know, maybe like $2,300, you know, uh, and, and he said, uh, I'll buy it, and I said, no, you won't, and he said, he said no, I want to buy it. I said, no, you gotta know. It's got to it's, know, this thing's got issues, or it'd be $3,500, okay, it's got issues. And I said, I said, you know, I got to replace the radiator and, and, and I've got some things going on with the transmission and, and you, know, it, you know, they told me it wasn't a transmission problem but, it, but it's still doing something weird and, 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 and so I, he said, well, I still, he said, I want it. He said, I'll go right now. Uh, my cousin's coming over. I'm gonna go right now, get the bank, get the $2,300 and I'll give you the cash. Well, I'll be honest with you, I really need that cash. Okay, I need that cash. But I said, no. Again, I told him No. He said, why? I said, because it's got issues, and you need to at least drive it first. And he said, I don't need to drive it. I said, yes, you do. (laughs) And he said, why? I said, because, listen, man, I don't want you for a second to think I beat you out of anything. I want you to know what you're getting. Okay? Okay. And I told him, I can't tell you what's wrong with it or I do that. I don't know. I know how to put gas in one unless it's a diesel. And then I'll try. Now, the fact is, is I don't, I don't know. But listen, I knew that he needed to drive that thing so that my conscience would be clear that he would at least have checked it out, not just handing me this money. Well, he finally, after I told him three or four times you gotta drive it, he finally said, Okay, I'll drive it. He drove it and said, I don't want it. <laughs> and I looked at him and he said, I'm sorry. I said, No, I don't don't be sorry. That's what I was trying to get across to you. I don't want you to have it if you don't want it. Right, right. Now, when we struggle with ethical decisions, the Spirit of God might bring to our mind. Uh, Proverbs four twenty three through 27, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a forward mouth and perverse lips. Put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine, uh, thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let, it all, uh, and let all thy ways be established. Listen to this. Turn not to the right hand or to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. I, I love that. It gets in. Turn not to, the, not to the right hand or the, to the left. Now, I can't turn either way, but I still got to remove my feet from evil. I don't even understand that verse, but I know God says get away from it. When we struggle with a moral issue, and this is something that, you know, Mike and I have talked about, and I, uh, for years I've tell college kids that they ought to memorize certain portions of Proverbs, but... But if you struggle with a moral issue, a moral temptation, the Spirit of God might bring to your mind. Chapter 5, verses 3 to 11. For the lips of a strange woman drop as a honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than oil, but her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, her steps take hold on hell, lest thou sh- shouldest ponder the path of life. Her waves are movable, uh, uh, that thou canst not know them. Here Me now, therefore, O ye children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. Remove thy way far from her, and come not nigh the door of her house. Listen to me. Do you know that when when you are being tempted about things, God says, don't even go near the temptation. Get away from it. Get away. Get as far as you can away from it. And what I'm trying to show you is God has a weapon, a specific weapon in His Word for every temptation that comes at us. For every situation or temptation, the Word of God has a solution, has a weapon. If it has been placed in us, it can be brought to us through the power of the Spirit of God. If it's been placed in us. That's why God says love the Word. Desire it. And you learn to desire it, as I said this morning, by, by, by just, you, you create a desire. The more you feed on it, the more you like it. You, you know, I, I used to, when I growing up, I, 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 my greens, okay, my green foods, there was only like two of them, green beans and butter beans. I didn't eat salads. I didn't need any, kind of, any kind of thing that, you know, we, they had poke salad when I was growing up. Anybody know what poke salad is? They had poke salad. My grandmother made me go put, pick this poke salad, and she cook it. Hey, look, I'm not eating stuff I just got out of the, out of the pasture, okay? I'm not eating it because I know what, what made it grow, and I'm not, I'm not eating it. But Listen, after a while, you know, as I got a, a little bit older, got married, had a bunch of kids, had no money. You know what I did? I acquired a taste for anything we could find. Do <laughs> you understand that? I learned to eat salad. I did. I even like it now. I learned to eat, I learned to eat, earned to eat. I learned to eat turnip greens. Hey. Hey, man, I even like turnip greens now. I go to Cracker Barrel, and it's just standard. I'm going to get me that, that, it used to be Cajun uh, catfish, but now it's a spicy grilled catfish, and I get my spicy grilled catfish and my beans and greens. And it tastes so good, and it disturbs everybody a little later, but, man, <laughs> I enjoy it, but I acquired the taste for it. All right, y'all hear got that guy that's in the news today that they had to they had to, they had to land a, a airplane a flight a commercial flight because of a, of a man's flatulence <laughs> I thought, man, how' even gonna bother reading that story it just now unbelievable that's I, that's a bad case right there in the... <laughs> now I don't know where I was here, <laughs> But if you acquire a taste for it, and that means just, you just start eating it when, it when it's strange and when you, when you don't understand it, and it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And so many people quit reading and quit studying because at first it's just so different. You know, the truth is, again, let me just go back to King James Bible. If they just read it and chew yeah. on it a while... It would just be as normal to them as, as reading it, anything else that they read. Now, if we desire the word of God so that it is the, the reality of functional truth. Listen to this statement now. If we desire the word of God so that it is a reality of functional truth rather than a political point of spirituality. Okay? Okay. If we would look at the Word of God as something that works, rather than something for us to just to present to everybody that proves our spirituality. If we would do that, then the reality will be that God will bring this weapon to our heart and mind in a time of temptation. We will see that if we look at it as a reality, something that is functional, something that works... And we look at it and say, "Lord, uh, okay, they, they, brother Carl, you're going to the to the military. Some of your military. I, I bet they taught you how to use your weapon. I bet they taught you how to take it apart and put it back together. I bet they taught you how to care for it. And, and you know, the more you get into this, the more you learn how to figure it out and how this thing works. Now, all right, so that." That's the first part, is that understanding that all through this book, the more we digest it, the more we love it, the more we get into it, the more we're going to know about it, and the more we put in, the more the Holy Spirit's able to bring out as part of our weaponry to fight whatever comes against us. So, now that leads us to the, the big question then. When, when we preach something like this and leave you there, then you're gonna be like I was for many years of my life. And and still I, I, I don't know everything in here. And some of you may feel like I know very little in there. So what protection do I have against all these different types of temptation? I don't know all those verses. I don't know where all that is. I I I haven't I haven't developed that or acquired that taste yet. I I don't have that all yet. So What's going to happen to me? Let, me? let me just try to explain it. Because Satan w- wants to destroy us through doubt. And, and what we need, though, we've got to understand is that when we talk about the love of this book and that great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. When we think about the love of this book, we've got to understand that that, that love can be there if I only know ten verses. Watch this now. Here's here's what God's really want. What what I've got to have is a love that says I I may know only ten verses, but I believe everything. Wait a minute. You say, well, how can you believe everything if you don't know it? Well, I don't have to know it. I'll never know all of it. I just got to tell you that I I love it and I believe it, and that means that when I see something I've never seen before. I believe it already because I already believed it. Hey, hey. You see, I believe, you know, even if, if I failed to love the Word of God like I should all these years. And it's not a, a part of me like it should be. And that's what the devil does. He beats us down and says, Well, you don't have all of it, so you're, you're, you're defenseless to some. No, no. I believe that God is incredibly patient. And loving and full of grace and mercy. And that's what I was listening to this morning. It says in Psalm seventy-eight. It says, Therefore their days did he consume in vanity and their years in trouble. They they turned their back on him. When he slew them, uh, then they sought him and they returned and inquired early after God, and they remembered that God was their rock, and the high God their Redeemer. Nevertheless, watch this now, nevertheless they did flatter him with their mouth. And they lied unto him with their tongues, for their heart was not right with him, neither were they steadfast in his covenant. But he he watches, but he being full of compassion forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. God says that they lied to him, that they really they they said things that were completely and he said he's still full of compassion so watch this even if we fail to be all we ought to be here's what god's looking for he's looking for wherever you are for you to look and say dear god i love it and i want to love it more and i don't understand all i could and i know i'm being faced with battles but father i love it so help me find the answer how many times we prayed and just say, God, I, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what direction to go. I don't know how to deal with this. And and I just say, Lord, show me and all of a sudden you just start reading and go, Oh my goodness. It. It's incredible. I mean it was there, it was there all the time and I never saw it before. Can I tell you that if you love it, and watch this, God knows your heart. If God knows that you believe it, even though you hadn't seen it yet, He'll show it to you. When we <clears throat> remember that He is our God, He is our rock, His Word is true, everlasting, perfect Word of God, and we are confronted by tem- temptation. When we know all of that and we're, and we're confronted by, by, by temptation but we have failed to love his word as we should, I believe that we can still flee to the word of God for answers, directions, decisions. Because none of us knows all of it. None of, and watch this, even if you thought you did, and, and I'll be honest with you, I've read through it through the whole book a few times myself. You understand? That might be a little facetious, maybe a few more than a few times, all right? I've read through it all. And you know what I found? You can read through one chapter the rest of your life, and you will never get everything out of it. I read through the book of Proverbs every week for two and a half years. I mean, I just kept reading through it and kept reading through it and kept reading through it and kept reading through it. And can I tell you, it's still got so much more there. I don't know, I I can read through it every day the rest of my life. And he's gonna show me something different every time I read through it. When we remember that he is God, he is our rock, His word is everlasting, perfect word of God. When we're confronted, uh, what what happens is when we really believe that, we flee to the word of God for answers, for direction, decisions. Psalm 56.4 says, In God will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. You know why? Because I can overcome it. If I really believe this book, you say, "Well, you know, again, you you, know, you don't know all. Of, you don't know all the answers." I, I'm telling you, you got a mighty gracious God, and if you'll believe Him, He will lead you. The Spirit will guide you into all truth. Yeah. When the temptation to anger comes, the Spirit may bring you to Proverbs sixteen thirty two. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth the Spirit than he that taketh the city. Do you understand? If you never put that in your, into your mind, if you never made that part of your principles, if you've never even seen that verse before, but here's the thing. If you are are, are battling with anger, and but yet in your heart, as a young Christian, you say, but I love the Word of God. I'm seeking the Word of God. I desire the Word of God. I believe the Word of God. Listen to me, when God shows you that, here's what happens. You say, I agree with it. A trial, a decision, the a life-changing decision, if a temptation comes and we struggle, but we have not the answer from, the, uh, from, from God's word in our heart or our mind. Let the love, the desire, the trust in the word cause us to run to the word for the answer. And God will direct us. He will correct us. He will admonish us. He will teach us. If we'll flee to it. Flee to the answer. The Lord will direct you to the weapon you need if you believe it, receive it and obey it. If he and God knows your heart. We're not perfect people, but but even though we're imperfect, we can still watch it. we can still believe this book. We can believe it without knowing all of it. Now, remember, great peace have they which love thy law. Jesus also said, if you love me, keep my commandment. If we love the law, we will keep the law. If we love, if we love the law, the law uh, uh, we will also love the lawgiver. If we love Jesus, the Lawgiver, we will love his law and, his, and love seeking to know his law, for we will agree and obey his law. You see, if we, we can't love the law without loving Jesus. We can't love Jesus, really, without loving the law. We may say we do, but we can't, because Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commandments. I've, I've had people over the years... Uh, I've heard them talking, and they'll say something to me, you know, about some subject, some thing they're talking about, and they'll say, well, I know, Brother Hooker, you agree with this. And I don't know how many times I've looked at them and said, I don't think you know that, because I'm not sure I do. But never about a truth of the Word of God. Now, the only time that this statement should be true is when we're concerned when it's concerning the Word of God, and the and the correct you know the interpretation of the Word of God. For I should believe it, even listen to it again, even if I've never seen it. I believe that is the love of God, and that's what this talking about. If we love the Word of God, love, I believe, says I agree. Even though I don't know what the situation is, loving this says I agree with everything that's in this. And I want you to understand when I when I'm trying to describe this, this is not a Nancy Pelosi saying that that we we've got to vote on the health care law so we can find out what's in it. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about. Okay, uh, you know we just we just gotta vote on it, and then then we can find out if we agree with it. No, that's not it. No, what it is is, it's what Abraham did. Abraham was the father of the faithful, and Abraham at some point said, "I agree with God. I agree with God." Now, when he said that. He didn't know that God was going to come and say, take your son and kill him. Put him on an altar, take a big knife and get ready to stab him in his heart or cut his throat. He didn't know that. But because he said, I believe in God and I agree, when God gave him something that was beyond his, had to be beyond beyond his human comprehension, he still said, I believe in God, and I agree. Finally, I'll be done here. This leads us, I believe, to the great peace, have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Love for the word of God would mean that we would not be offended. Listen, this is the final point about this. Love for the word of God. This great peace that will keep us from being offended because we have love for the Word of God would also mean that we will not be offended by the Word of God. You see, the Word of God is part of that nothing, and nothing shall offend them. You say, brother, what in the world? I think that often Christians get offended with the church or with leadership when in reality it's the Word of God that has offended them. A family, and it's just one little illustration, but a family comes and says, Marry our children, and one is saved and the other's unsaved. Now, I'll be honest with you. I've heard, I've counseled, I've talked to pastors. It's never really happened to me, but I've talked to pastors where they say, "I've got, I've got two families in their, uh, you know, in our church where one child is saved and the other child is not saved, and they want to get married, and, and I'm refusing, and they are angry at me." And I've said to them, "They're not angry at you; they're angry at God." The conclusion. If and when you're offended, first ask yourself, do I love the word of God? Ask yourself, do I love the Lord who gave us the word of God? Because he said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And one of his commandments is to love the word of God. Ask yourself, have you searched his word prayerfully for direction? And when we talk about the offended, we're talking about temptation, to sin, and we're talking about you know the verbal type of uh, offense that we normally would think of. And then finally, are you really offended by the church, the leadership, the person, the friend, the family, or, or are you offended by principles of the Word of God? What is really offending you? Why are you upset? Why are you angry? You say, well, we're not. Well, unless you're some incredible human being, at some point you're going to face this. And when you face this, here's what I want you to understand. When you face this temptation, and it may come tonight, it may come tomorrow, when you face this hurt, when you face some incredible uh, physical temptation. When you, when you face something that comes your way, what I'm trying to do this morning and tonight is to tell you right here, right now, I'm trying to let you know what has caused you to yield and what will keep you victorious. And it comes down to that one verse. Here's where you can look. If you failed, oh, you have to look. You don't have to say, well, why did this happen to me? And, and Well, I, it was because I got angry or it was because I got upset or because they did this to me or because they did that or because somebody mistreated me or because somebody And, and, and because, you know, if they had not said this to me, if they had never tempted me with that, I wish they had never asked me that. And I wish they had never said that. Okay, okay, listen, all of that is peripheral, okay? That's not it. Here's your answer. It always goes back to the same thing. How do you feel about this? That's what it goes down to. According to the word of God, great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall cause them to stumble, to fall, offend them. So here's your answer. Don't run anywhere else. Don't run for a counselor (laughs) before you run to this counselor because that's where the root of the problem is. It's here. Father, I thank you for your love.